Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Searching for Better podcast. So another common question I've been getting from the email community is about setting boundaries. So I really wanted to discuss this today because I've had so much experience with setting boundaries, especially some recently. So are you tired of listening to your family tell you why something won't work, which is definitely what happened to me? Or maybe you're exhausted from hearing their opinions on what you should do. We all have that special someone in our life that likes to control everyone and everything, even if they're well-intentioned. It can be tiring and frustrating to deal with their constant stream of comments. So how do we deal with it? What can we do to stop them from taking all our energy and possibly our enthusiasm? Boundaries. This is where it's at. When I learned how to set boundaries with controlling family members, my life and my self-esteem changed. I felt more important. How did I know I was going to stuff that up? I felt like I was on such a roll as well. I felt more empowered to make decisions for myself and stand my ground. So let's get you empowered with these simple ideas on how to set boundaries with controlling family members or it can be controlling friends. Hi there and welcome to Searching for Better. I'm Julia and I'm the blogger behind searchingforbetter.net, which is now the podcast. Searching for Better is all about exploring ideas on how to find our path in life and to live it wholeheartedly. So welcome to our show and I really, really hope you enjoy it. So when you have a controlling family member who you're used to listening to all the time, which is something that I had as well. I've found that the hardest part in setting boundaries and the biggest learning curve that I had was that we feel that we need their voice. And I think for me, I really learned that this came from my lack of self-trust within myself and my lack of self-esteem, which is something that I have spoken about in my previous episode, how to feel more worthy. So I really spent years listening to many controlling family members, not just one, purely because I felt that they knew what was best for me better than what I did. My trust was found externally in their opinions and thoughts, and this led me to constantly second-guess myself and make decisions that never truly sat with me. And the funny part is, you know, I really was trying to think of examples to talk about in this episode. And if I'm being super honest with you, there were so many decisions throughout my young adult life, throughout my childhood, throughout my teenage years, where I made decisions based on what everyone else told me to do. And that would range from small decisions like, you know, where to go to buy something up to big decisions about my career and what I should do, you know, with my life. And I've been quite vocal about the relationship that I have with my dad, which has been quite challenging. And although I'm sure he was well-intentioned, he was quite controlling in that respect. And he was always telling me what I needed to do, what I was good at, what career I should do, and constantly trying to steer me in a direction that he thought was best for me. And I listened for many years. And for many years, I was really frustrated because I didn't have that boundary there. I did not trust in my own voice. And I, if I felt like, if I felt as though if I set a boundary with this, that then who would I listen to? And that's the thing. We're not really used to listening to ourselves. So I think the first step in setting a boundary is first acknowledging the fact that we need to have faith in our own voice. We really need to trust in our own voice And we need to bring that trust back to ourselves. 
So trust that you know what's right for you because I had to make the same challenging decision of choosing my own voice, choosing to trust myself. And unless we're able to generate that trust in ourselves, it's really challenging to set that boundary with a controlling family member because we will always feel we need their voice first instead of ours. So trust your voice. First and foremost, know that you will know what's best for you. And even if the outcome isn't what you expected, trust in your thinking and your ability to change from being in that position, from trust you know, in your ability to change that outcome if you need to. So step two for setting boundaries with controlling family members is taking small action on our voice and building that trust within ourselves. So once we get that awareness, like, okay, we're fully aware of the fact that we have put most of our trust into what someone else says, and we know that we want to build up that trust with ourselves again, it really comes from taking those small actions. So the first action I took when it came to setting boundaries with controlling family members was little no's. It wasn't like huge no's. It was just little things. You know, it's kind of like a picket in a fence. You know, you're you're building it slowly. I had a family member, which was my dad, uh, walk in one day and start giving me the usual advice on career and what I should do. And honestly, I was... I was scared to say, no, this is not easy. You know what I mean? Setting boundaries with people who have constantly controlled us. And again, they might be well-intentioned, but it's really scary and intimidating to set boundaries with these kinds of people when we've spent majority of our life listening to them. So I do want to emphasize that the fear is okay. It's normal. It's there. You know, I just kind of, we just got to kind of make that decision to go beyond that fear, to be uncomfortable, to say the no. So even though I was really wor- like worried or scared, you know, of what he might say, I said, no. So he came into a room and he was saying, you should do this, that. And, and I was like, okay, I didn't ask for your advice. Thank you, but I'm okay for now. And for me, I was just taking one small action and following the way that currently felt right for me. Taking, so that's my, suge- my second suggestion would be to start taking small action on the voice that you know is there behind all the opinions and expectations of the controlling family members around you. Again, these small steps are like us building a little picket fence for ourselves, which are our boundaries. Each picket, each no, each little note, doesn't matter how small it is, is a piece of the fence that you're building, that you're creating. And it's every time you do that, you're choosing your voice and you're taking a small action to honor that and build those boundaries. So again, it doesn't have to be a huge no. It's not a case of saying to this person, I'm not having you in my life anymore or sending like a huge, setting a huge boundary like that, which is something I have discussed um, in my earlier episodes. That's not the case. You know, it's just building small no's. Like if someone's constantly asking for your help and you know that you're straining and you can't make those times consistently, you feel like you're giving a lot in that relationship, a small no might be saying, no, I'm not available today or tomorrow. It doesn't have to be a huge no. It just has to be a small step because it is those small steps that build our self-esteem and help us and encourage us to build those boundaries and find our voice again. Now, my last point that I want to make is an important one because I feel like this is where we start to unbuild the fence because we get a little bit worried. 
And this is the response to your boundaries are not your problem. And yes, that sounds a little bit tough, but it's really, it's so important. And I wish someone had said that to me, or I wish I'd read it or heard that somewhere because I think it would have saved me a lot of pain in the long run. So when we set boundaries with controlling family members, it's really common for them to have a problem with it. And this is something that I spoke to my psychologist about as well, because I'd recently set a boundary with another family member who just shut me out completely. And I really had to understand and learn that this wasn't my fault or my problem. So after years of being listened to, it requires a big adjustment for any type of controlling family member when we finally say, no, thank you. So when I first told my family members, no, whoever it was, because there were a couple, trust me, there was a lot of anger and frustration and I had a choice. I could have pulled out that picket, that part of the fence, and I could have thrown it away because I felt really bad or, you know, I wanted them to love me. I wanted them to accept me. Or I could make the decision not to personalize their feelings. And this is my 2021 mantra of not personalizing people's responses, you know, not taking it as it's all about me and understanding that people are coming from the place that they know best. So for example, with another particular family member that I set a boundary with recently, I understood that I had spent years taking their advice, but I also realized that most of those years I wasn't happy or truly myself and I genuinely found our conversations quite exhausting because I felt like, you know, when they're constantly telling you what to do, it is, it's tiring. So I decided to honor my boundary and not to personalize their response because as I said, their response was to shut me out completely because I had to understand and I learned to understand that it wasn't about me, it was about them. It was their concerns with their control or lack thereof that was creating their behavior not my boundary. And I'll be honest with you, when it comes to setting boundaries with controlling family members, it can go one of two ways. So they can either chuck a fuss, get angry. You know, there's so many, there's so many ways that, that they can respond with their frustration to which we can walk away and choose not to personalize it. Or they can initially be surprised by it, but then respect it and the relationship can grow in new ways, which I think with the, our most valuable relationships, genuinely for me, that has happened. But either way, once we set our boundaries and communicate our needs fairly, that's the only thing we can truly control. And that's the key part. As long as we're doing things with open communication, being fair and calm, our response is really not their problem. Obviously, if we yell a boundary or, you know, if we are really forceful, then obviously we're going to get that force back. But I'm talking about, you know, setting those boundaries fairly with open communication, being quite genuine about the boundary that you're setting and how you're feeling. And if their response is quite negative, again, not our problem. It's really important to understand too that, yeah, we can't control that. It's not our responsibility to control that. The only thing we can control is our behavior towards them and our actions towards them. Okay, so that wasn't my last point, but this one is. So my last point when it comes to setting boundaries with controlling family members is it's also important to remember and understand who that person is. For example, with my dad, I knew that setting boundaries was never going to work for him. So I try the little nose, um, but he constantly attempt to overstep them with frustration and anger. 
Now, something really important is that does not mean that our boundaries are wrong or shouldn't be there. For me, it just meant I needed to be realistic about the type of person that he was. Some controlling family members will not be able to cope with our boundaries and the relationship may stop there. And it's important to remember that we can only ask of people what they can do. If a controlling family member cannot respect your boundaries or come to terms with them, then it may be a case of letting that relationship go. This is the most challenging part of setting boundaries with controlling uh, family members because the matter of the fact is, no matter who they are, we do love them. And you know what? That's something I've also had to come to terms with. We can set boundaries with people. And even if that means that that boundary is a no contact boundary, we can still love and miss someone. But at the same time, accept the fact that that boundary for our own mental well-being needs to be there. So try to keep your expectations realistic about the person that you're dealing with, as hard as that is. I knew my dad wouldn't cope with the boundaries, but I set them anyways and stuck by them because they were were important to my mental health and my well-being. I reminded myself consistently not to be frustrated that he didn't understand or accept this and be realistic about the person that he was and what he was capable of. I had to stop expecting him to be anyone different, no matter how much I wanted him to be. And that's such a hard part of setting those boundaries, especially when we love people. We do hope that they will respect those boundaries and, you know, the necessary changes that they need to make to accept those boundaries. And sometimes the person isn't possible. uh, Sorry, that's not possible for the person. They're not capable of that. And that's okay too. We're allowed to love people from a distance if those boundaries are key to helping us function and live a better life. So each of these steps are important to building boundaries with uh, controlling family members. And the most important part here is that we remember not to personalize their response, to keep our expectations realistic, and to value finding and trusting our voice. Taking these actions have helped me to create a life that truly feels like mine. And I hope you find the same in taking these steps as well. Setting boundaries... Again, it's a challenging topic and there's so much more that we could talk about. But for me, these are the key points currently that really have helped me to make the necessary changes in my life. And I think the thing with boundaries is we really only have a limited amount of energy that we can give in a day. And those boundaries are about protecting that energy. Sometimes, you know, when we have no boundaries, we will find ourselves exhausted. Like I said, we might find conversations or relationships take so much more than they give. And at the end of the day, our energy is not limitless. um, And that's important. And that's why it is important to have those boundaries in place. It does help us to make sure that our energy is going to the right places in our lives. And our energy is used to create relationships that really help us to build our best, most truest version of our lives. So thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I'm so glad that you're here. If you like this content, I am currently building a personal development community where we will go through key topics every month and work through, um, there'll be like little activities to work through every month and they will not be huge activities because I fully respect the fact that everyone's busy and we all have lots going on. Um, But the idea with this community is I really wanted a space where we could all come together, create our best lives with with support, with accountability 
and also, you know, give ourselves the opportunity to be inspired, but also inspire others. It's really hard to make these changes in our lives. And I don't think it's something that we have to do alone. This is about building our truest, best version of our lives together. And that's what I really want to foster in that community. So if you feel like this is something that you're interested in, I will attach a link below to the waitlist. And also there's a, sh- a short survey there, which will give you um, a couple of questions just to help me fully understand what people want to get out of the community. So I make sure that it serves everyone best. So again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I'm so glad we could have a chat. I will catch you in the next episode.